Welcome to Carry On, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church for the pastors get together to talk about what's coming up in worship. I'm Pastor Steve, and I'm here with... Hi, I'm Pastor Megan. And I'm Pastor Brandon. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> hey, we are in week two of our summer, our second summer. Our first of two officially summer series is. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> summer series is. <laughs> Summer series. Is oh my gosh. Serious was, summer series. I was an English major. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> it is uh the series that we are currently in is Word of Life. And it's a really fun for preacher kind of series because each preacher was invited to say, Hey, what passage do you really want to preach on? Like it can be your life verse or a super important verse to you. So preach about it and tell about why it's so important to you. So this series is a little different because not only are we preaching on the text and how it applies to our lives, but you also get to hear a little bit of behind the scenes, the story of the preacher. And uh, this text, so I'm the preacher this hey! week, and I got to choose the text. <laughs> and the, the text that I chose was, is Philippians chapter 1, 9 through 11. And what's interesting is that we kind of flirted with a mini-series in Philippians, but we only spent two weeks in it. <laughs> uh, so if you have been tracking with us in worship and on the podcast, then you know we did a little bit with Philippians already. So, Pastor Megan, would you just give us context for oh, what is Philippians? Right, yeah. You'll remember that we bounced into that a little bit post-reading from the book of Acts, which is really appropriate, because in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit sends the believers out into the known world, basically. Uh, we also hear from the book of Acts how uh, Saul becomes Paul, who becomes a, a really profound uh, preacher and, and apostle uh, for, for Jesus who appeared to him and, and converted him. So Paul goes out into the world. He has this tendency to go someplace, live there for a while, um, grow, grow a community of believers together, and then move on. And then every so often he writes back to them to say, either, hey, I hope things are going great, or I heard word that things are not going great. Um, so he, he, we get these letters from Paul that we were never really meant to hear, but because Paul is, in effect, uh, providing pastoral counsel and, and in his own way preaching to these communities, these letters were seen as, as true reflections of, of God's word, as, as, you know, real gospel at work. And so now they've become enshrined in our scripture. So this book, Philippians, is a letter from Paul to the church at Philippi. And he's writing back, uh, is this the one where he's saying, hey, thanks for your financial support mm -hmm. and also Epaphroditus uh, got super, super sick, but he, he lived, he lived. Um, and, and, um, he is, Paul is, while he's writing this in prison in Rome, but we don't know if it's like house arrest or like in a, we just know that he's, he's been in prison. So he's writing with that context. Um, awesome. and it's a beautiful letter. It's, it's yeah. full of expressions of, of love and care for a community that's dear to him. Yeah. People who are suffering, but he says, rejoice yeah. always, all that kind of stuff. So thank you, Pastor Megan. Mm -hmm. Now, Pastor Brandon, a few weeks ago, you had the privilege of introducing us to this mm -hmm. letter and you got to have a very unique spin. Can you remind us of mm -hmm. what you did in your first sermon? Yes. Well, this is great because... Like Pastor Megan said, Paul sends a letter. So it's something we can hold on to, which makes it quite different than, say, an email or um, 
phone call or anything like that. So he sends this letter to this community that he cares deeply about, and this could be the last letter he gets to send. He's waiting for trial, doesn't know if he'll ever get to see them again. And so I actually um, had the, the bittersweet experience of sharing a letter that I had sent to the congregation announcing that um, I've been, God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, had called me to serve uh, in August at M Health Fairview Children's Masonic Hospital. So um, so we had that kind of context as, oh, you received a letter recently, and here's what it looked like. Yeah, it, and I thought that was just a really brilliant way, and, and the timing was so amazing uh, to present what a letter is in your letter. Well, dear listeners, uh, an interesting thing has happened. The Holy Spirit is such an interesting character. You're saying interesting, I would like to point out, in the Minnesotan way, which is to say, I'm actually not a fan of what's going on right now, and I don't like it. It's real interesting. Yeah, so uh, listeners to the podcast, if you are on the Easter Lutheran Church mailing list, then you probably received a letter in your mailbox. And if you haven't, pause this. Go to your mailbox and see if you've received a letter from Easter Lutheran Church. And if there is a letter sitting on your island in your kitchen unopened, open the letter because the letter is from me. And the letter says that on July 31st, that will be my last day as one of your pastors at Easter Lutheran Church. What? I know. That's a big mic drop moment, man. Boom. Yeah. It's true because... The Holy Spirit is at work always. Mm. God is always working. So here, here is the daily question for the disciple of Jesus. Each day, we are invited to wake up and say, Okay, God, what are you doing today? And how can I join in on it? And uh, if you read the whole letter, you'll know that one of my guiding mottos in my life is following the cloud because the Holy Spirit, God leads, in, when you read scripture, God leads the people by cloud. <laughs> mm. And the cloud always goes in the, into unexpected ways because here I've been, work, I've been serving you at, for five years at Easter Lutheran Church. Pastor Megan came to us during the midst of COVID ha. and we have been through it together. And over the last couple of years, Pastor Megan and I and Pastor Brandon, we've really learned and got about each other. We've, we love working together. And I just like, I've gotten settled into like, this is where I'm supposed to be doing. This is where the clouds like keep spinning around right here at Easter Lutheran Church. Okay, let's do this. And then this, this just happened. This has just been within the last two months. Luther Seminary called me up and said, we've got the perfect job for you. They've invited me to be the associate professor of spiritual formation and discipleship at Luther Seminary. And those of you who know me know this is basically my dream job. (laughs) I'm like, what? The clouds are moving right now? Like we're just getting our stride on here at Easter Lutheran Church. Pastor Megan's doing a great job. But the cloud always moves in weird ways. This Sunday, I get to preach it very similar to the way Pastor Brandon did. Like, uh, I couldn't have really picked a better passage. Uh, 
So, Pastor Brandon, now that we've given all of that wonderful uh, context, not just for Paul, but for my context for preaching it this weekend, Pastor Brandon, why don't you read these three verses? Well, and I would offer a rebuttal because you said wonderful context. And I think that's also uh, should be a very sarcastic tone. Yeah, again, again with the Minnesotan <laughs> use of positive words that we don't necessarily mean. We're in denial of our of our shock and grief right now. Well, and I just I would like to point out that if I had known when I was working ahead on these planning series that they would give you the opportunities to say, "Oh, and by the way, I'm leaving." Mm-hmm. I would have planned very different sermon series. So, That's, so gentlemen, yeah. thanks for nothing. And for the record, when you were planning this series, this wasn't even on my radar. I know. <laughs> I know. But that's I why know. Um, Pastor Megan is working on our fall preaching series titled "God Miraculously Calls Two Amazing and Better Pastors yeah. to Easter Lutheran Amen. Church." Amen. Amen. So if you just title it, it'll happen. That's okay. right. Good. The power of positive thinking. I like it. <laughs> this is. From Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight, to help you to determine what is best, so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. There it is. It's short, it's sweet. Pastor Megan, you get first dibs. What? what? This is what? your verse. It's man. my this verse, is... but I'm going to preach on it. I All actually, right. I, I, I really, really want to hear from the two of you what jumps out at you in these verses. So I, I want to point out that because this is the the beginning of the book of Philippians, Paul is still in his own way in the greeting. You know, we write things like, "Dear Grandma." And then we get into the message. But in in letters like this, like the first whole chapter is the effect of dear grandma. Like there's this whole formula of what do you have to say to greet someone appropriately? And some you can tell sometimes in in letters when Paul's maybe a little ticked because he's a bit more terse on on those niceties at the top. He's more like. Yeah, grace to you. I pray for you all the time. What are you doing? Um, if he just does grace and peace, you, are you know not, you're you in are trouble. You are in for a party. Um, but he is effusive here, right? Like he gives the, he introduces himself. He writes who it's to. And then he, he, you might remember some of these passages. These are This is good throw pillow theology. I thank my God every time I remember you constantly praying with joy. I mean, there's a real clear sense of warmth. And so when we get into the beginning of the reading for this Sunday, when we get into verse 9, he explains what his prayer is for these people. And he begins with, that your love may overflow more and more. This idea that, that uh, with full knowledge and insight, like the more that you know, the more you will love. And then it won't be just a fullness of love, but an overflowing love. It's it. I mean, it's such a beautiful greeting to send back to a community that you care about, that you know is doing good things, that you know is going through some stuff, um, and that he focuses in on that love, that that's what his real prayer is for them. Oh, I just think it's beautiful. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for putting in the context of the greeting. Mm, I think that's mm-hmm. really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really framed it in that way before. That I like that a lot. Pastor Brandon, what jumps out at you? Well, all of it. Um you know, those keywords, love, 
overflow, knowledge, full insight. Um, but because I don't have my Greek in front of me, I'm going to jump ahead to, it says, to help you to determine what is best. And I think like Pastor Megan said, how do we determine what is best? And like you said, Pastor Steve, I mean, we're following the cloud. And um, how, how do we know where to go? How do we know what is best? And what if that cloud were love? Um, mm. What if love were the guiding principle? Love is the guiding ethic. But it's not just any love. Um, it's the love God shows us in Jesus Christ. And then I love that phrase. I'm using the word love a lot. And that gets misused <laughs> a lot. So maybe we would, should need some clarity. But um, that it would help help us to determine what is best. And uh, in our lives, we're, I think we're often, we, we have to make decisions on what's best. And, and we make decisions on what's best for our kids. Uh, we make decisions on what's best for our parents. Yeah. Um, sometimes what's best for our congregation, what's best for our neighborhood. So, and I think it's all connected, right? Because sometimes it can be easier to choose what's best for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and lose sight of actually what's best for me is what's best for my neighbors. Um, and so that's why I love, uh, I've been reading uh, Social Justice Parenting by Tracy Baxley. So if you want to hear all the ways you've failed as a parent, highly oh. recommend that book. Oh, I think my own kids are pretty, um, pretty clear on those points all but, on their own. Yeah, so. She's an amazing author and professional educator, but also parent of biracial children. Uh, what's really neat, though, is she says oftentimes she's stuck with uh, having to make a decision and we think about just our own kids. What's best for my kid? And we lose sight of actually what's best for my kid is what's best for all kids. And so how do we how do we make decisions based on something outside of ourselves? Mm -hmm. So I've been I keep coming back to well, we're guided by this love that God shows us in Jesus. That's beautiful. That was really, really good. And yeah, so, so I appreciate both of those things. It's probably going to change my sermon a lot. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I've been dwelling in this, this, these three verses because I consider these my life verses. Mm -hmm. Like if, if when I sign something, I'll, I'll put Philippians 1, 9 through 11 in it and, and, uh, I'll save the big story for why it's my life first for the sermon. So you have to come to worship <gasps> or listen to the, watch the video. Um, but just what you both said and, and the, the discernment piece, um, what's to, well, first of all, the word discern or determine what is best. I just think, like I said before, the daily prayer of the disciple of Jesus is to wake up and say, what are you doing today? And a fancy word for that is discernment. Mm. And it's not easy to discern what God is actually doing, where the Holy Spirit is moving in this moment. And another way to think about that is because we're guided by the term love, what does love look like in this moment? Mm -hmm. Because love doesn't look the same in every context. Mm -hmm how you love someone will change depending upon the context. And, and what, I, what I really loved what you said, Pastor Brandon, about what is best for all, not just best for me. And so I do want to speak to this bombshell that we just dropped on you. 
that now your second associate pastor is leaving, and we're actually leaving on the same day. Right. I think it's worth noting that the <laughs> party that that was Brandon's on the 31st of July is, is now Steve and Brandon's yeah. uh, mm-hmm. party. Um, with the theme. With the theme. Frank's a lot. Yeah. Hamburger you later. <laughs> I would like to go on record, but I did not approve that. But I'm willing to permit it since you both are leaving anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it, so. Originally, originally it was it was just going to be hot dogs. Uh, but then when I added myself to the party, I requested that we'd throw some hamburgers on the grill because I'm more of a hamburger guy. So. <laughs> And that's, and that's when Brandon came in with the, uh, with the thematic information. And it all went downhill from there, as it yeah. often does. <laughs> but on, on a little more serious serious note, um, the, the discerning what is best for everyone mm. piece is that, you know, as we have been discerning what God has been doing at Easter Lutheran Church, um, let's be honest, the last five years haven't been easy for any of us. Mm-hmm. Right. We spent 20, I, I've been here five years. We spent 22 months in an interim. That interim ended with COVID. We called Pastor Megan during lockdown. And, you know, that would have broken most leaders <laughs> to come in. Can you imagine Pastor Megan having to come to Easter Lutheran Church and the entire first year she was here? Didn't get to meet anybody? Oh, I got to meet people just, you know, on the other side of a screen. Yeah. Or from about six yeah. to ten feet away behind a mask. Yeah. <laughs> like we spent we spent like a grand total of an hour and a half together on a Teams call every week for the first year of working yeah. together. Yeah. And so last summer when we actually got to come back into the office and all of that, um, the kinds of decisions that we've had to make have been uh, stressful, mm. to put it mildly. Mm. And Pastor Megan, you have done an amazing job oh. of leading mm-hmm. us. And and I just, I do, I, I do want to go on the record to say that what Pastor Brandon is doing, what I am doing, is because God is at work mm-hmm. to do what's best for all of us. Because truly, the job that I have been called to I've said it before and I'm saying it again. It it really is my dream job. Yeah. Like this is a 28-year journey. When I entered in seminary 28 years ago, I wanted to be a college professor. Little did I know that God was going to beat me up for 28 years in the real world of leading churches. <laughs> you, got, you got to know what it was yes. to be a pastor That's right. before you started teaching yeah. future pastors. Like it was it yeah. was again, it was the unexpected yeah. also absolutely yeah. necessary thing that absolutely. the spirit was up to. Yeah. And and uh, I have all the battle scars to prove that I've been a pastor for a long time. And this isn't just me doing Minnesota self-deprecation, but I'm not a great pastor. Oh, jeez. I'm, I'm a really good teacher. <laughs> and I've worked hard at being a good pastor. But I, I truly, truly believe that God is at work at Easter Lutheran Church and it is time for a new leadership mm-hmm. team under Pastor Megan's leadership to take Easter where God is leading Easter to go. And Pastor Brandon and I are being called to where we need to go. Mm-hmm. And I think the entire church is going to be better because of that. Mm-hmm. Because we 
follow a loving, trustworthy, and faithful God. Amen. And I'm just so excited for Easter and where God's leading you. So you're in great hands because uh, we all are in the same hands, and that's God's hands. I, and I so. can say, too, that it's, I think it's real clear, um, Steve and Brandon, that it's, it's not so much that you're being called away from Easter, but you're being called to these new oh, things. Absolutely. And, and there's, there's joy in that, even in the grief. And, and so yeah. what's, what's next, for, next for us here at Easter is to find those pastors now who are, who are called to Easter, yeah. right? That sense of discernment to be able to determine what is best. Yeah. Um, as a side note, listeners, um, you heard our first sermon in the Word of Life series this past Sunday. You heard Deacon Krista Lind from the St. Paul Area Synod mm. uh, preach to you, sharing one of the verses that's been really meaningful to her these days. Um, you heard her introduce herself as someone who's going to help us out with the call process. At the at the time, it was for Pastor Brandon's call process to find the new community care process, uh, community care pastor. Uh, but now it will be for both. Uh, Crystal Lind will be helping us both with the faith formation pastor and the community care pastor. Um, and the the synod is uh, is already at work to make sure that you know they're helping us discern what's best for us here and what god is up to uh for this next season of easter's mission and ministry in the world um there's space for grief there's there's space for loss there's been space for a little bit of anger i'll admit i think both of you have heard me <laughs> say words about not wanting to say goodbye to you but i think there's also some space for hope some space for joy and and like you said so so aptly pastor steve that we continue to trust this god who is good and loving and up to something for the sake of the gospel at work in the world. Amen. So thanks for tuning in. That's our podcast for this week here at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ.